Praise the Lord. We welcome you this day. This day, September 26, 2021. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we welcome you. We come before your throne of mercy and pray, O oh Lord, for your presence to be in our midst and in the midst of your children. And that you bring everything into their remembrance, even after the hearing of this broadcast. And not only that, Father, that they become doers of your word. For this is a call to your children who have been deceived to come back to you. Have your way, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Last Sunday we spoke on I'm coming soon as the Lord Jesus Christ. Our instrumental today is taken again from our brother Caleb Brassi. And the Lord continue to bless and enlarge his coast. Today's topic, go back to Christ. This message is primarily for believers in Christ. But if you are an unbeliever, what prevents you from repenting and going forth with this message? This message is for children of God because many of them are slumbering. There are many of these buildings called churches and denominations that have forsaken the word of the Lord. So this broadcast today is appealing to them to go back to Christ, to that place where they saw him first, the cross. The outline, Jesus Christ is the head of the church. There is no other head of the church. The church is his, he's the head. And those who believe in him are the body. Number two, when parts of the body assume headship of the body, whenever that happens, there's confusion, there's chaos, there's anarchy, there's unbelief. And the third on the outline will be go back to Christ, a plea. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ is the head of his church. First scripture, please. I read from Colossians chapter 2, verses 2 to 12. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I'm telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you. And I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. Verse 6. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. 7. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you are taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. 8. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in the human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, 
but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed the spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life, because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Praise the Lord. I would like you, I encourage you to read these verses of scripture at the end of this broadcast. But I'm going to take verse 6. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him, meaning you cannot follow any human being. You have to follow Jesus. Right from the cross, you must follow him, carrying your own cross, living as he guides you and leads you by the Holy Spirit. And when you do, verse 7 comes into focus. Your roots will grow down into him. You become completely knit with him. And your faith will grow strong. And you continue to thank God no matter the circumstances that come to you. These are verses 6 to 7 that I just tried to explain. Verse 8 said, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking, number one, and from spiritual powers of this world. So two things a believer contends with. The human thinking, especially when they cheat, when they want to steal and cheat and steal, when they want to steal from you. Spiritual powers. Who are willing to give powers to fallen brothers and sisters so that they can deceive those who are still standing. So note it. A child of God is always contending with two things. The philosophies of this world and the paths of darkness that are right against you. But so long as you are rooted in Christ, so long as your focus is on the Lord Jesus Christ and not on any human being, you cannot fall. That is why in this ministry we have tried to help you to see the importance of never believing another human being unless what he's saying or she's saying is in the Word of God. That means no contradiction. The Word of God is simple if your mind is on Christ. But if your mind is on other things, on greed, then you will be taken captive of. And you believe everything they tell you because they are playing on the greed nature of human beings. But you have come to Christ and on the cross, that sinful nature, he nailed it on the cross, including greed. Which means you should no longer believe greed-based messages. Verse 12. When you came to the cross, and identify with his sufferings and death. You were buried with Christ when you were baptized. That's a symbolic expression of the inward renewal outwardly. And with him, you were raised a new life so that you have a new nature. You don't have the nature of sin anymore because it was nailed on the cross. And part of sinful nature is greed. We we'll continue to emphasize this word greed today. Because it has been the downfall of many brothers and sisters. Let's scripture, please. I read from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. 
Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit enough, fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Praise the Lord. Christ is the head of his church. And his church is his body. That's verse 15. That's why we with John with Brother Paul is speaking truth with love to everyone hearing us. That Christ is the only one that you should listen to and no other. Anybody speaking and what he or she is saying corresponds to what Christ is saying. Correct. But still Christ is the one you should follow. Only Christ makes the whole parts of the body. Look at me here and I have a head and I have a body. I have different parts. That's how we all are in Christ. We are parts of Christ's body. When he sacrificed his body on the cross, he brought this new body, which is body of believers. So the head, just as I direct my actions, so Christ directs everything in every part of the body. So nobody, no part of the body can direct another part of the body. Only the head directs the body. Always remember that. The head is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the head of this body. That's where symbolically I'm using myself. But Christ is the head of the church. The body were all different parts. Fingers, even nails, legs, hands, different organs. We are all there to act as Christ directs us individually. Not collectively. No. And each part has its own special assignment. I have a special assignment in Christ. You hearing my voice and you're a believer. You have a special assignment in Christ. Don't desire to do the assignment I have because you can't. And I cannot desire to do the assignment God has given you because I can't. Only as the head directs do you follow. Not as anybody else does. That's the only way. That any group of believers can grow in a healthy fashion. If everybody is doing what Christ is asking them to do, then there will be no confusion at all. But when you have confusion, when one part wants to do the other person's job, but worst of all, when they want to assume the headship, that is when the big problem comes. Because all our parts are knit together. So whenever you have a group fellowship somewhere in a little community, in a big community, the parts are all knit together. That's the body of Christ there. And Christ only directs those activities, not any human being. All the parts are supposed to do the things assigned by the head. And they report directly to the head. What did I say? They report directly. Not a pastor, a Jew. Not anybody. Because if Christ has given me an assignment and I fail to obey, years ago I was called into something and I prayed about it and a few things happened. And I knew I wasn't called into that. That's all. So I obeyed the Lord rather than the church organization. Don't ever go through another path. A brother or sister can tell you something, but go back and make sure that you have a confirmation from the Lord. Otherwise, you'll be taken out of the ministry that God has called you into. 
Number two, when parts of the body assume the headship of the body. From the first century, some parts of the body began to assume the headship of the body. And that's when confusion came. Apostasy results, that means departure from the faith that is in Christ. Whenever a part of the body of Christ decides to become head of a gathering of believers, or congregation or assembly, That's it's simple. Whatever you are called, you you be called as a coach. That's good. That's why you're a pastor, you're a coach. But you are not the leader of the congregation. Only the Lord is the leader of the congregation. And he gave the Holy Spirit to be leading that congregation in his place. That was the case in the early first millennium. When pastor the body assumed the headship of Christ's church, in the different areas, Jerusalem, Antioch, most importantly, Rome. Once agenda headship, trouble came. The leaders of these areas and patriarchates who were now fighting for positions to be head created doctrines that made them head of Christ's body. Some began to call themselves vicar of Christ. Some began to be one thing or the other. What do you think happened? The Holy Spirit left. Because they can't be there. Some believers forgot at that time. Like Galatians chapter 1 verse 8 said, even if we are an angel preach anything else that we are preached, let the person be accursed. Meaning don't join them. So whenever you have a church or group today in the 21st century, and somebody's being revered as the head, and people are bowing their knee, you are in an apostate organization. And you are contributing to apostasy. I don't know how many times I'll continue to say this, but I'm always late to say it. Because there are many junior brothers and sisters who do not know this truth. But if they really search the scriptures, they will find out that these truths are there for them. And that's why when they pray, then God is not hearing their prayer. Not their prayer of I want this, I want no. I mean, spiritual growth. These leaders in that first century claim to represent the head of the church. And that whatever they teach is right. Even when what they teach contradicts what the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of his church, told his followers while on earth. They stopped teaching the doctrines of Christ and started persecuting those who taught the doctrines of Christ. They called them heretics, burned them at the stakes. And sadly, many of their followers accepted their teachings as the gospel of Christ. But it was not the gospel of Christ. It's the gospel of human beings and the devil. That template in that first century church, or churches, church groups actually, not church. The church of the Lord is always there, you can't corrupt it. That template has repeated itself throughout church history. It is very rampant in our time. I don't want to go back to past messages. Go back to last Sunday's message and other messages. So we go to the next one, which for me is the most important. Exhorting you to go back to Christ. Everyone who hears my voice today, including myself, go back to Christ. 
Go back to the cross where you first met the Savior. Go back to Christ. That's the clarion call at this hour. Don't play church. When you play church, you are done. There's only one church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or which is the head are you a part? Are you doing your part in the body? If you are not doing your part in the body of Christ, you are done. And I'm not talking about doing church, the so-called, you know, where, where activities in the so-called churches, buildings called churches. That's not what I'm talking about. There's an assignment God has given you and wants you to follow. You may not have found out what it is because you have been disobedient. But if you go back to Christ today, I assure you, he will tell you what he wants you to do. Let's read to please. Ephesians chapter 4, 17, verses 17 to 25. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives, because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like, Christ, like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all parts of the same body. Praise the Lord for his word. Remember brother Paul. By the honor of the Holy Spirit is not speaking to unbelievers. He's speaking to believers in Christ. I want you to know that. He's speaking to believers in Christ even at that time. And when you bring it to our generation. Things are gotten even worse. Let us look at 17. Brother Paul is saying with the lost authority, meaning the auction of God. He's asking believers not to live like Gentiles. In that time, Gentiles will be unbelievers. Because he said they're hopelessly confused. Of course they're confused because they're following one God or the other. But isn't that what we do today? We're following so many gods in our churches. We are following so many gods and we are so confused. That's why we can't, when messages come, you, don't, you can't differentiate what is right and what is wrong. Because you started living like non-believers. When you did, the Holy Spirit left. And so though you are a believer in them, in actuality you are no longer a believer. That's why every wind of doctrine throws you like the wind throws the grass. In the 21st century, the most believers are living like unbelievers. It is very difficult to separate a believer from an unbeliever. That is why the minds of most believers in Christ are full of darkness, like those of unbelievers. Verse 18, I didn't say so. Their minds are full of darkness. If the Holy Spirit goes, what do you think will come in? Darkness. Because your mind is not going to be empty. Is that the Holy Spirit is there indwelling, or is not there? if it's not there, somebody is going to come in, and you know who. Believers have wandered away from God. In this 21st century, most believers have wandered away from God. They wander far from the life God gave them at the cross. 
which he purchased for them and handed to them. They started well, but after a time, they start shifting and start rationalizing. And before you know it, they are doing everything the unbeliever does. And such believers, and I say most believers, have no sense of shame. That's what verse 19 said. Because if they have sense of shame, they will know that they shouldn't go back to their vomit. And that's why most believers have, are lustful. <laughs> Tell me, is it not lust? When somebody comes and tells you, I will pray and the Holy Spirit will put money to your bank account, and you believe it. What, what, what is worse lost than that? Such greed is horrible. When they tell you if you bring in X amount of money, God will double it or make it 10 times. They call it seed money. And you believe. Think about it. Is it not greed? Is it not lost? You can't have the Holy Spirit and you're that lustful. No. Those will be able to tell you you're wrong. Don't believe that person. I didn't send him or her. Or he may have started well. Or she may have started well. But she has fallen from the faith because she too gave room to greed. The moment you give your heart to greed, you can no longer preach the gospel of Christ. Do you hear what I said? You could have been 100 years in the Lord. But the moment greed comes in, when you begin to covet the wealth of your followers, when you begin to covet the wealth of the world, all the wealth of the unbelievers belong to us. Whenever I hear that preach, you're coveting on somebody else's wealth. And they will quote when the Egyptians, I mean the Israelites, fleece the Egyptians because God told them, carry their jewelry and go. There's a reason for that. They were in bondage. They were, in, they were slaves. Their labor was never paid for. But the, your pastor will not tell you that, will he? When he tells you the weight of the heaven belongs to who? The believers. He's lying. He's, from, he's speaking from the pits of hell. Tell him or her that you had it today and go back to the Bible. Why would God say they should take those things from the Egyptians? Because for 430 years they were in bondage. They suffered. Nobody paid them for their labor. They were, God was simply saying, that's collect your wages and let's go. But they will not tell you that. Because they, their heart is full of lust. That's why I say everybody should go back to Christ today. Whether you are a Jew of one million people, or a pastor of 400,000, or a preacher of this, everybody, including everybody, including me here, all of us should go back to Christ. Because like last Sunday's message, he is coming soon. You can say, man, he is coming very, 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 very soon. We didn't learn that from Christ. Christ was never greedy. The apostles were never greedy. If they were, the gospel would never have been preached. They gave their lives, even most of them. Verse 21 said, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, speaking to believers, so, throw away your old sinful nature. Which means, you see, Christ gave us a new nature. But in our loss and our greed, we gave it up. And the lossful nature did what? Came back. And once that comes, you are further for deception. 
Verse 23 said, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. So today, let us all invite the Holy Spirit to renew our thoughts. It's important for us to invite the Holy Spirit to renew our thoughts. So that our thoughts will be things of God and not things of the world. Praise the Lord. Because on the cross, the Lord gave us a new nature. And that new nature is like God, like that of God. I didn't say so. The Bible said to verse 24 of Ephesians chapter 4. Put on your new nature. Created to be like God. The new nature and the cross that Christ gave us is truly righteous and holy. What does holiness mean? That means sanctified. That means separated from ungodliness and from unbelievers. Not physically, but mindset of total separation. And only hear from God to be where God wants you to be. Verse 25, so stop telling lies. These pastors and Jews who continue to fleece their congregation. Stop telling lies. God will hold you accountable. Tell your followers the truth. Stop deceiving them. Tell them to go to God so that God will assign them the path in the body of Christ. Not you assigning it to them. You don't have that right. Next scripture, please. I read from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Praise the Lord for his word. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away, behold, everything is new. The day you and I gave our lives to Christ, we became new creations in Christ. We became like Christ. And the Holy Spirit began to indwell us. But the moment we started joining with the world, don't believe us, we began to listen to doctrines of demons. And our hearts were turned away from God. We began to see nothing wrong in forming alliances with the world. Even campaigning for politicians from the pulpit. Doing everything the world does. Because we saw our leaders doing the same. So we followed. We place our leaders above God. Because we listen to them rather than listen to the author of our salvation. Today I plead with you and I to go back to Christ. Reconsecrate your life anew. Then hand over everything again, including your life, everything, to Jesus. He's waiting to be invited back so that you and I can resume our walk in Him. Praise the Lord. Today is all, all for Jesus. No, sorry, not all. It's all for Jesus, please. Sorry. That's our song. All for Jesus. All for Jesus. All my being, that's why I invited all of us to go back to Christ because your ransom does. All my thoughts and words and dreams. 
all my days and hours, my time, all to Jesus. All for Jesus. All for Jesus. Everything in me, and that is includes you also, make the same commitment. All my days and all my hours, I hand over to you, Lord Jesus. Let my hands perform his bidding. I pray, oh God, let my feet run in your ways. Let my eyes always see Jesus only and no other person. Let my lips speak forth his praise at all times. All for Jesus. All for Jesus. Let my lips, I pray, oh God, speak forth your praise at all times. Always help me, Lord. So that everything I do is all for you. And nothing else. Everything, talk, process, work, everything, all for you, Lord. Since my eyes were fixed on Jesus, I have lost sight of all beside. When you fix your eyes on the Lord, you will not see anything else around you. So enchain my spirit's vision looking at the crucified Christ. All for Jesus. All for you, Lord Jesus. Looking at the crucified. As I look at you, my Father, my God. As I look at you, my Lord and my Savior. All for Jesus. All for Jesus. As I look at the crucified. Oh, what wonder. How amazing. Jesus, glorious King of kings and Lord of lords. He dies to call me his beloved. He lets me to rest beneath his wings. He lets you to rest beneath his wings. Let us all surrender all to Jesus today, you and I. All for Jesus. So we can rest beneath his wings and not worry anymore and not wonder anymore. All for Jesus. All for Jesus. Resting now beneath his wings. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God have given you people your word. I thank you for the grace and the enablement. I thank you because the words you have spoken, Lord, is for everyone, including the one who is speaking. That we should not go back to the Lord Jesus Christ. We should start anew and begin to walk this walk again. Father, I pray as many as we reconsecrate their lives today, as many as we give all to Jesus in their thoughts and say, everything I am and own, which are not mine really, are all for Jesus. I will not listen to another human being who thinks he is a God. I will not follow any doctrine that is not biblically sanctioned. No matter the cost it will be to me, because maybe I'm a top member in the church organization. Give them the courage, O oh Lord, to break the yoke of enslavement in organized apostate Christianity. To break the yoke from those buildings called churches, where there are some of the pastors and Jews 
have left the faith and are stealing from their congregations. Help them to be to break free, Lord. I know some are hypnotized. But Lord, your God, as they made a commitment today, break the yoke in their lives. Set them free. Heal them, Lord. Bless them, Lord, with your new knowledge. That knowledge that they must go back to you in prayers. So that you only Father, you only God, you only Son, you only Holy Spirit will be the one to assign the path they have to be in the body of Christ. And help them to fulfill that for which you call them. Blessings, glory, and honor, Lord, for this day. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. By His grace. We'll see you next Sunday. Please read your Bibles. Please read your Bibles. It cannot be overemphasized.